Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. What's up, Montana? Welcome in. It's Nuanas Now, 102.9 ESPN Radio in Missoula and around Western Montana. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. Thanks so much for being here on your Wednesday. Time to get to today, including sort of an impromptu, but this is always fun, and this is why Montana and Montanans are so great. We're going to get things kicked off. We haven't teased this all week because it didn't even come to fruition until late last night. But Tim Houck, Grizz legend, longtime, well, uh, five-year University of Montana safety and then a 13-year NFL veteran and uh, also a guy that's coached at Montana a couple times in his career as well. He'll join us live here in about 10 minutes as part of the kickoff of our Montana Football Hall of Fame series. So very fun to have Tim on the radio. He was a 2017 inductee to the Montana Football Hall of Fame. One of my favorite things that I'm a part of. So we'll get to him here shortly. We're also going to talk some Cat Grizz track. The uh, the cats are rolling in track right now. This doesn't seem like the Grizz are investing uh, much, if any, time or energy or money in track right now. And uh, I have an interesting question for myself and uh, the boys in the back to debate. So that'll be a fun one coming up at about 4.30 as part of our Montana State Minute. We'll also have free wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you from Wing It Wednesday, which we do each and every Wednesday here at Nuanas now. Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill, the best wings in the city of Missoula, as voted on by you, the Missoula public, as it were. So about 4.45, we will uh, prompt you to get your chance to win from the Despo. We'll also give you another little history lesson because I'm uh, – Fascinated and infatuated by this 
analysis and, and learning of the and re learning and relearning of the history of a certain era in the in the uh, National Basketball Association. And there's several men from that era that are coming here to Western Montana later on this month. Uh, April 29th up at Gray Wolf Peak Casino. The Ice Band George Gervin, as well as Michael Ray Richardson, Calvin Murphy, and Artis Gilmore, along with Otis Birdsong. All those guys will be up there at Gray Wolf Peak Casino up on Evero Hill. So some legends from a, a sort of forgotten time. And I, I, fi- I found it striking when talking about this event that a lot of people know and are very jazzed and, and think it's very amazing that Hall of Fame basketball players are coming here to Western Montana. But also, a lot of people are like, who's George Gervin? Who's Artis Gilmore? So we learned about Artis Gilmore yesterday. We're going to learn about George Gervin today because uh, I just find it very, very fun. Top of the hour, it's uh, Wednesday, so that means we have our ESPN roundtable. Tucker Sargent swung by this morning, so we'll catch up with him. The angle of this one, the Grizzly Cross team, they have their final home weekend uh, this weekend, 7.30 Friday night against Central Washington, Washington Grizzly Stadium, the venue. And then again on uh, at noon from Washington Grizz uh, on Saturday against Western Washington. So a couple of the uh, directional schools from the Evergreen State coming here to Missoula. And that'll be the wrap for the regular season for Grizz Lacrosse. But they will head to their conference tournament and uh, hoping – uh, that they will be on their way to Nationals uh, in a couple weeks here. So Tucker will give us the skinny on what's been a really good uh, month and a half for the Grizz. They have turned a corner. They've won five out of seven. They just got back from a weekend over in North Dakota where they took down North Dakota State as well as St. John's. So a good weekend for them. Uh, so we'll catch up with Tucker on that. And then we're also going to give you a little Grizz softball update, a little college men's tennis for both the Grizz and the Bobcats because both the men's tennis teams at the respective D1 universities Roll it along, and then we'll talk some NBA playoffs as well. So there you go. That is your show outlook presented by Brent Wahlberg and the Wahlberg team. I've been deciding to dig into my library a little bit, and Tim Houck, a Grizz legend, coming up here on Nuanas Now here in about five minutes. But the book for today, if you're watching on television, is the University of Montana Grizzly Vault, which is a memorabilia slash history book that was assembled and put together by former voice of the Grizz, the late Mick Holine, a guy who I admired greatly when I was a kid growing up in Montana, listening to Mick's calls year after year, and then had the pleasure of getting to know a little bit through our work together with the Montana Football Hall of Fame. And Mick wrote the bio on Tim Houck when he was inducted into the Montana Football Hall of Fame back in 2017. Mick passed away a little bit short of two years ago, and uh, I know a lot of people around Montana definitely miss him, miss miss him from a professional standpoint, miss the golden pipes on the radio, but also just miss him uh, because of the guy that he was. And so uh, a moment for Mick for sure, but also comes full circle because I got to know Mick in his later life because of our work together with the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and Tim Houck was a part of our second class at the Montana Football Hall of Fame. This is a project that I take great pride in. It's one that I absolutely love being a part of. I'm on the board of directors for the the Montana Football Hall of Fame, and also I'm the the, um, organizer and sort of sports editor for the bios, for the the writing of the bios. And we have some phenomenal resources, some phenomenal names that have have helped write for us. And uh, we got another good stable of guys writing this year and my Montana football hall of fame bio subjects this year include uh, former Grizz all American safety, Shan Schillinger who went on to play for the Atlanta Falcons in the NFL and then came back to, and has spent the last five years coaching the Grizz. He's now at Mississippi state in the sec. Blaine McElmurray, who's become a good friend of mine since I moved back to Missoula, a guy I much enjoy uh, his company. It's been great to get to know him through a completely different lens. I, I uh, definitely was a big fan of Blaine when I was a little kid, watching him play for the Grizzlies on that 95 national championship team, and then also as a senior captain on the 96 team that went undefeated all the way to the national championship game. Blaine then went on to play uh, a handful of years in the NFL, but I've gotten to know him through a completely different lens, uh, the lens of a dad. Uh, I reconnected with Blaine because of the prowess of his daughters as track athletes at Missoula Sentinel. First, Ashley McElmurray and her pursuit of several different all-class state records and now her subsequent success 
at Nebraska, where, where she's been an all Big Ten horizontal jumper there for the Huskers for the last two years and still has plenty of time left in her college career to keep, keep stacking medals. And then with his middle daughter, Aubrey McElmurray, who is now down at Sac State competing uh, in the horizontal jump. So it's been fun to get to know Blaine uh, through that lens. And then the, the third of my bios is on Robert Rides of the Door. Robert Door is what he goes by professionally. And Robert's a guy I've known for a long time. I grew up with a bunch of his family. So his, uh, I guess it would be nephews, are a couple of my best friends growing up here in Missoula, the LaValle brothers. And uh, they are cousins with the Davis brothers. All the Davis brothers play most of the Davis brothers, most of, most of the five Davis brothers played sports at Montana State. Leo, the oldest, and Ryan, the youngest, both played football. Ryan was a senior on this most recent Bobcat team. Leo, a senior back in 2011, my first year back in Montana, covering Bobcat football. And then they had some brothers in between. Steven played for the uh, the basketball team of Montana State. Um, Matt was a football guy and then also a rodeo guy. Uh, so they've had a lot of kids go through there. Regardless, the story of Robert Dorr, though, has nothing to do with those connections. It has everything to do with the fact that he was a liaison and an employee for the Washington Redskins, now the Washington football team, uh, for the better part of two decades as sort of an advisor to the uh, organization in terms of reach out and uh, sort of logistics when it comes to um, the relationship between the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, and Native American people, specifically those from Montana. So that would be a great pleasure for to write. But this all then came about because Tim Houck, I was texting him saying, hey, coach, I would love to catch up with you about Shan Schillinger because Tim was Shan's coach. I would also love to talk to you about Blaine McElmurray uh, as part of the great lineage of safeties that have come through Montana. And then I also uh, wanted to just get his thoughts and sort of rehash some of the memories from the Montana Football Hall of Fame when he was first inducted. So uh, that is why and how this all came about, and uh, we're happy to welcome in Tim shortly. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. This year, the Montana Football Hall of Fame in Billings, as it always is. It will take place July 20, or excuse me, June 24th and June 25th. Golf outing on June 24th, and then the banquet is the evening of June 25th. So if you need an awesome evening, um, it's so much fun. It's one of my favorite events of the year. So remember that. Put it on your calendar, June 24th and June 25th. You can buy tickets at all Universal Athletic stores around the state of Montana. The actual Concrete Hall of Fame is uh, there in Bozeman, Montana, at the Universal Athletic Store there. So put it on your calendar. A great induction class, Shan Schillinger, Blaine McElmurray, Dane Fletcher from Montana State, Jim Sweeney, the legendary Butte native who went on to coach Montana State and then Fresno State. And then in the support category, Rocky Gullickson, the famed strength coach for the Bobcats who then went on to coach in the NFL, Marv Sunderland, who's a Chester native and spent nearly four decades as an NFL scout, Dane Storenston, uh, who's from Great Falls and an NFL Media Emmy Award winner, and then Robert Rides of the Door, who hails from Browning and uh, was a liaison for many years for the Washington Redskins. So it should be a fun uh, and great class. We go now to the Rangers Brothers RV phone line. Welcome in. A guy who's joined us before, and actually the last time he joined us, he was coming off a Super Bowl, so that was very fun. But this will be very fun to talk some Montana Football Hall of Fame with Grizz legend Tim Houck. Tim, thanks so much for being with us, man. How you doing? Hey, Coulter, I'm doing great. Thanks for the nice intro. Uh, yeah, it's good to be back on the show again. Well, the whole entry point here is the Montana Football Hall of Fame, which you were in our second induction class there in Billings back in 2017. And it's a great event. I know you've been back since. Uh, but get, get people kind of to lay down through your eyes because you've been on both sides of it as an attendee but also as somebody that was inducted into this thing. So uh, the event has continued to grow, but it's definitely one of my favorite nights of the year. It's the biggest reunion of football in Montana every year, which is a very fun thing to be a part of. But from your perspective, what did you think of it when you were uh, getting inducted? What have you thought of it so far uh, just as it's grown? Well, it's a it's a great deal, and I'm, I'm glad they started that, started this thing up because there's so many good – uh, Montana kids, players that have gone, whether it's NFL or done other things that are just special, special people. And this is just, just a, a good way to recognize them. And I've been fired up every year. I look and see who's going in. I'm like, oh, dang, they should have been in a long time ago. <laughs> 
Well, that is an interesting part. I was talking to uh, our good, our mutual friend, Colt Anderson, who, by the way, said to tell you hi. Uh, I was talking to him right before the show, and I was apologizing to him. I said, Colt, because of the way our bylaws work, you actually haven't been out of the NFL long enough for us to induct you. But now that you've been in the league for 13 years, now you're finally eligible again. So we're going to make sure that Colt gets in. But uh, it, it is just it's a it's a fun deal. And and like you say, there is so many guys from Montana or that have ties to Montana that are such phenomenal football players. You're a guy that grew up in Big Timber. You got Butte roots. Why do you think it is? Why do you think Montana produces such great uh, football talent? Well, I, I think the game of football is based on discipline, hard work, um, and doing the right things. And this is where they, they, these guys from Montana grow up. They, they work hard at whatever they do. It means a lot to them. And if they put their mind to something, they're going to achieve the goals they want to achieve. And I think that is a big, big part of it. it it's attitude and work ethic. No doubt about it. Tim Houck joining us here on Nuanas Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. And the way that this kind of all came about, Coach, was that I was reaching out to you because I was wanting to pick your brain a little bit uh, about a couple of these guys that are going in. First and foremost, Shan Schillinger, a guy from Baker, Montana, who I know you coached uh, for the formative part of his career with the Grizzlies. So when Shan was coming out of Baker, I mean, he had a lot of, of success in high school, but he comes from a Class B school almost in North Dakota. So what did you think about him when he was first coming into the program? Well, first of all, I've been around Shan a lot over the whatever number of years. And when we recruited him, um, he was kind of a tall, lanky kid. Um, and like uh, a lot of us, coming out of a Class B school, it was really hard to project how he would play at uh, the FCS level. And it was just a matter of, uh, I think, his size and, and the fact that he, he was in every sport and excelled at every sport. You just knew that he was going to be successful. He just didn't know how successful it was going to be. And, and obviously, uh, when it comes down to it, uh, whatever it was, five years in the NFL, it's pretty special for a guy from Baker, Montana. When you were coaching him, was there a moment when it clicked? Because I'm, I'm his exact same grade. I remember playing in the All-Star Games with him before he reported to campus. And, and a bunch of my guys from high school were on the team then, to the Palmer brothers, to my best friends growing up. But they used to always tease man, this kid from Baker is like the fastest kid in the world. And I think that pe- people maybe missed it, but he he was a great athlete. So was, is there a moment that you kind of thought to yourself, man, this guy could really make an impact for this team? Well, it, it goes back to when we were recruiting. We knew he could run, but it, sometimes it didn't look like because he was so tall and lanky. It was almost awkward at first. And then he was such a nice kid. There was, I've got a story, and I'll probably tell it when we get to the Hall of Fame, that uh, – he would apologize every time I corrected him. <laughs> and he was so nice. And, oh, oh, sorry, coach. Sorry, coach. And it's like, Ken, if you ever apologize on the football field again, you just run and keep running until I tell you to stop. <laughs> and uh, I think once he got past the overthinking part and he just let himself play, you all of a sudden it just clicked. And, and you're like, dang, we got something pretty good right here. Yeah. And, and you know what? At that point in time, like it was easy for me. I, I, I was like, yeah, I must be a really good coach. I, I had two NFL guys with Colt and him in the same secondary. It made me look good. Yeah, no doubt. Well, how much do you think those two played off each other too? Because they are sort of similar in in their work ethic and, and their discipline, that nature of the game, and also sort of believing in themselves as well. I know they played next to each other for at least two years. So, uh, what was that relationship like? It seemed like those guys played off each other pretty well. They did, and they made it real easy for everybody else because they're both uh, very smart guys. Um, They could line everybody up. They knew where everybody was supposed to be, and they played extremely fast. So if you wanted to keep up with them or try to excel with them, you had to be a fast-thinking, fast-playing dude that played awful physical, and and they brought everybody around them up in, in their abilities. Tim Houck joining us here on Nuanas Now. It's ESPN Radio. Maybe you're watching SWX Montana Television. You can always also stream the show anywhere worldwide, 24 hours a day, 1029ESPN.com. Uh, and, Tim, I want to ask you about not necessarily even a specific guy, but but and maybe maybe you do have some thoughts on him as well, but 
you yourself, Todd Erickson, Blaine McElmurray, who's another guy who's an inductee into the Montana Football Hall of Fame. Those guys we just yep. talked about, Shan Schillinger and Colt Anderson. I mean, there's Vince Huntsberger, Trey Young. There's been some unbelievable safeties uh, at, at Montana. Some of the best safeties in the history of the Big Sky Conference, honestly. Is there a reason for that? I mean, do you feel like there there was a standard that was set and, and uh, was kind of required to continually be met? I, I, I think so. And, again, let's just go back to the work ethic and, and the way these guys play. It, it was uh, part of their life growing up to be uh, play fast and be extremely physical. Um, give credit to all those guys for, for their ability. Um, I think even going into the NFL, every single one of those guys was probably overlooked a little bit because they weren't at an FBS school. They weren't at a Notre Dame and they weren't in Alabama. But I think every single one of them could have played at that level. And uh, I think after a while, we kind of fed off one another. I, I know Todd, uh, I passed down the number 37 to him, and sure. I know there was a lot of pressure on him to be a similar type of player as I was, and I think that just continued as things went. And you look at the Hall of Fame class, it, it's really cool. A small-town kid from Troy going in and a yeah. small-town kid from Vegas going in. I mean, what are those, 12 hours apart? But, yeah. but same, type, same type of guy. Absolutely. Do you do you have any sort of relationship with Blaine, or do you have any memories of him as a player? I, I do. You know, Blaine, we overlapped a little bit in the NFL. I think he came in in 97, and I finished in 02. Um, but every, even when I would come back to Missoula in the off season, and that's where I would come back to, he was the guy that was in there early in the morning working out, because I'd be in there working out. And I'm like, who is this kid? And uh, we got to know each other pretty well. And I was very impressed with just his work ethic as, as a college kid, being the guy that was in there early and working late and doing all the right things. And, and uh, it obviously paid off for him. Incredibly smart guy too, and I think you see, see that is you know his business, uh, his acumen in business, and and everything he's built up. But also, it seemed like he was a incredibly smart player too. I mean, it seemed like he was just always in the right spot. It seemed like he really had that scheme mastered. No doubt, and, and you do you see it now. I mean, it's like I said, you put your mind to do something. These guys are going to go do it. Blaine had success in the NFL, and now when he now he's one of the best home builders in Missoula, Montana. So For sure. whatever he's going to do, bet on him to do it well. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. We're talking some Montana Football Hall of Fame here with Tim Houck. He was a 13-year veteran in the NFL, as well as a former All-American for the University of Montana. And uh, a guy who was a 2017 inductee to the NFL. Put this cal- uh, date on your calendar, June 24th, June 25th, Billings, Montana. That's our induction ceremony for this year. Again, a star-studded class that includes Shan Schillinger, Dane uh, Fletcher from Montana State, as well as Blaine McElmurray, also of the University of Montana. Hey, Coach, I got to ta- ask you about the current iteration of the Grizz because your brother's back coaching. Bobby Houck's got it rolling a little bit here in Missoula. I know you were uh, pretty close with the team this last year. Got a chance to take in some of the games down the stretch, especially in the playoffs. So what are some of your broad thoughts about Grizz football? Well, I'm real excited. I, I think things are are boiling and rolling right back to where they were before Bobby left the first time. And uh, even after they lost to James Madison, I, you know, it was one of those things. I watched them all season and, and pretty soon it, they couldn't withstand the injury bug anymore. It just caught up to them too quickly. But it was like I told them after the game, I said, future's bright for Grizzly football, that's for sure. So I am extremely excited. Um, I think I got to all the games but two last year, and even on the road. And uh, really enjoyed watching those guys play. Boy, they, it, we keep going back to it, but, boy, they play fast. They play hard. Uh, they really look like they enjoy being out there on the field with one another, and, and, and that's a, a recipe for success right there. No doubt about one. And one of my writers at Skyline Sports, uh, he wrote such a good story last year about the special team core guys. And you look across the board, and you got guys like David Copang from Azul Loyola and Ryan Tyrrell, who's from Loyola. 
and Levi Janicaro, who's from Missoula Big Sky. Tyler Flick is from Missoula Big Sky. Carson Rostad, who's from Hamilton. You got all these dudes from just right here in western Montana kind of leading the way on special teams. I think that's one thing that, that Coach Houck, Bobby Houck, does so well is, is getting those kids, empowering those kids, giving those kids a role, and then letting them perform. So uh, when you watch the Grizz special teams, you must be, uh, you must be pretty impressed. I know that's a, a thing that you kind of cut your teeth on as well. No doubt. I, I mean, every week I was so proud of those guys because I've got to know those guys pretty well. Brian actually is uh, my nephew, right? my sister's youngest son. And so I've got to know all those guys. And it's just fun to watch them go out there and fly around. You watch those special teams, and, and uh, whether it's a coverage team or a return team or whatever, it is uh, uh, pedal to the metal, let's go. And uh, it is. It's a fun part of football to watch where a lot of teams you walk away or you go get your popcorn or go get your soda, not with the Grizzlies. Something big is going to happen on those teams. It's, it's, a, it's so true. They are one of the best parts of the Grizz right now to watch. You mentioned Ryan Till, your nephew, and you also have another nephew in, in Robbie Houck on the team too. So from Tim Houck's perspective, what's it like watching guys that you've known since they were little kids playing out for the Grizz? Well, it, it's fun because I actually – I mean, I've been close to going back and taking a few jobs, and I, I told both those two the hardest part was I wouldn't get a chance to watch them play, and totally. I really enjoyed it. And uh, watching those two grow up, it you know, it's typical Montana stuff. Work hard, they play hard, they do things right, they love doing it, and it's it's just been fun to watch them grow up. Well, you mentioned the number 37 legacy, and that's such a huge part of the history and tradition of Grizz football. Also such a huge part of your involvement in that legacy and tradition. And so now here we are, and it's been 35, 36 years since Craig Paulson first passed that jersey to you. And as you mentioned, about 30 years since you first passed it to Todd Erickson. So what have you thought of the way this thing has sort of endured? Because this has become uh, a long-lasting tradition within Grizz football. Dang, Coulter, you just made me feel old. <laughs> but it, it has been a, a long-standing tradition, and when it started, there's no—I mean, there's no way we could have uh, thought this was going to happen. I mean, when I passed it on to Todd Erickson, it was like, okay, maybe we got something good going. This will go for a while, but but it's taken on a life of its own. It's been really fun to watch. Um, it also got to the point where I think there was so much pressure on the kid that got For that sure. number that they couldn't give it to an underclassman anymore. Because it, it's just, I mean, like I said, it's got a life of its own, and everybody was looking at you like you're supposed to be the dude, and you're a redshirt freshman. So, so I think that's probably why now it goes to a guy that's uh, pretty well established and knows what his role is and, and knows exactly how to play the game. But it has been fun to watch. Tim Houck, former number 37, joining us here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. And this last number 37 with Jace Lewis, I thought was such a distinctly unique iteration of the number because he took it over from Jesse Sims after Jesse p- tragically passed away. I know it's heartbreaking for all of us, that, especially those that knew Jesse personally because such a wonderful guy. Uh, but I thought that Jace, in terms of handling the pressure, in, ter- in terms of handling the, the gravity that comes with, with that tragedy, I thought he did such a tremendous job this last year. So that must have made uh, you pretty proud as well, just watching him carry it on as, with sort of a heavy heart. No, no doubt about it. Um, I got to talk to Jace a few times during the season. I was so proud of him. Um, like you said, the the ordeal with Jesse, um, a hard thing for Grizz football, um, obviously for his family and his friends, just a, a, a terrible tragedy. But Jace did handle that quite well. Um, Jace is kind of a self-made guy. He came in. I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure he was a walk-on if not a partial guy and, you know, kind of an overachiever. And then all of a sudden it just clicked for him and he became a difference maker on that, that grizzly defense and, and just really happy for that kid. Well, last thing for you then, Tim, uh, what, just give people an update. What's Tim Houck up to and uh, what's next for you? Cause uh, I know that a lot of people would love to see you back around here, but it seems like uh, you're having a fun time just uh, being out of the coaching business right now. So what's been going on with you guys? 
Well, trust me, I get the itch uh, an awful lot to get back in it. I just don't think the timing is right yet. Um, had, I've had some great opportunities this offseason that I've said no to. Um, I don't think I can continue to do that because I, I'm, uh, I'm, you know, the more I watch the Grizzly football games, the more I want to be part of it because they're fun to watch and those guys are fun to be around. I'm actually in Scottsdale, Arizona right now. It's uh, about 80 degrees today instead of sitting in the snow in, at Georgetown Lake. And uh, we'll probably be back mid-May. Um, but uh, just enjoying uh, the, we'll, we'll call it trial retirement. Let's, do, let, let's use that term. You and Marty Mornaway both. We've had Marty on uh, every single week this fall with uh, doing the NFL segment once a week with us, which was so great, so thrilling for me. But I'm always teasing him. He's trying out the partial retirement, too. So, uh. <laughs> Yeah. I think Mar- Marty's probably got a bigger itch to go than I do. But I don't, I don't know. He, he seems that once he got in that groove of playing a lot of golf and yeah. hanging out at the house on the bedroom, I think he's kind of enjoyed it. That's right. That's why I keep asking him to golf, keep asking him to come on the radio. We need our guy to stick around here, Missoula. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. Well, Tim, thanks so much for taking some time. Always great talking to you. Hopefully our paths cross soon, but in the meantime, be well, my friend. Enjoy that partial retirement. Enjoy the sun down there in Arizona. All right, Coulter. Hopefully I'll see you at the Hall of Fame. There you go. Tim the Hitter out, one of the great Grizzlies of all time. An impromptu appearance here on Nuanas now. So great to hear from Coach Houck. I always call him Coach Houck because when I was in college, he was coaching here at, at Montana, and uh, he coached some of my friends like Shan Schillinger and, and Colt Anderson. So it's always great to hear from Timmy Houck and appreciate him joining us here on Nuanas Now. This is the beginning now of a couple-month-long series here where we'll be having discussions and interviews as part of the Montana Football Hall of Fame. I'm on the board of directors We will host our annual Montana Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony the weekend of June 24th and June 25th. So we got golf June 24th. We're playing at the Prior Creek Golf Course, which will be very fun. It's $100 per golfer. And uh, we we have the uh, private Elmer Link course at Prior Creek reserved. And then we'll have a reception at 7 p.m. there at the uh, Billings uh, Convention Center's Ballroom, and then June 25th, 6 p.m. is when the Montana Football Hall of Fame induction banquet starts. We'll have an inductee meet and greet with the public starting at 5. So mark it down. Put it on your calendar. It's an awesome, awesome event. Tables for $800, individual tickets for 100 bucks. It is the biggest football reunion in Montana. The Montana Football Hall of Fame, you can pick up tickets at any of the Universal Athletic stores, retail stores around the state of Montana. For more information, go to mtfootballhof.com. That's mtfootballhof.com. Montana State continues their domination of Montana in track and field. A lot of you might say, who cares? I actually think maybe the distinct domination in the non-revenue sports is more indicative of the health of the rivalry than anything else, we shall debate the Montana State Minute. Kakra's track style coming up next. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula. If you're ever injured in an accident and you're worried about if a lawyer is going to cost you too much money, the advocates, they will provide help for you. No out-of-pocket costs until your case is settled. You pass the stress of your accident off to the advocates. That helps you focus on getting better To find out how the advocates can help you, you can call them free of charge, 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. After 25 years of leadership, Montana High School Association Executive Director Mark Beckman announced his retirement during a meeting in Helena on Monday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. Beckman, a Butte native, will retire to his hometown of the Mining City, effective on June 30th of 2022. Beckman was the Assistant Director for the MHSA for seven years and spent the last 18 years as the Executive Director. In 1997, Beckman became the MHSA Assistant Director. He had been the Activities Director at Anaconda High prior. Beckman succeeded Jim Howard 
Haugen, who was retiring as executive director back in 2004. Before joining the MHSA, Beckman was a high school teacher, coach, and activities director. Beckman was a boys and girls junior high and high school basketball coach with stops at Butte Central and Anaconda. Overall, Beckman has spent 35 years in education. In other prep sports news, with the addition of high school baseball next spring, the MHSA has received 12 confirmations from schools that they will play, but none from Class AA teams so far. Eight Class A schools and four Class B schools have adopted baseball. In Big Sky Conference men's basketball news, former Grizz forward Kyle Owens has found a new home. The junior from Los Angeles announced earlier this week that he will be transferring to UC Riverside. Owens was the Grizz team MVP as a sophomore before seeing his playing time fall to less than 12 minutes per game this past season. This 102.9 ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound. You want to have a surreal experience or see, I guess, a video of a surreal experience? Type in this song, Aerials, by System of a Down on YouTube. And then find the concert that they played in front of over 100,000 people in their home country of Armenia. And there's a moment where they go right into the bridge and they strike the guitars. And in the background, the entire sky... Lights up in lightning. It's one of the coolest concert videos I've ever seen. It only lasts about seven seconds, but it is unbelievable. And every time I listen to System of a Down, every time I hear System of a Down, I think of that video. I think of watching it with the Tutel brothers and just how excited they get by it. I texted Gus, our old colleague here at ESPN Radio today. I said, every time I hear System of the Down... I think of you, and he said, you have never said something so nice to me in your whole life. So we miss Gus around here. Hopefully his travels. I don't even know where he's on his way to. I know he's on the road. I don't know where. I don't think he even knows where. Hopefully the travels are going well. It's Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television, coming to you through the Northwest Motorsport Studio, nwmsrocks.com. That's where you'll find the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. You can also... Swing by their lot here in Missoula, robust lot. Ton of different trucks and SUVs over there. The corner of Stevens and Mounts. So go check out Northwest Motorsport today. Let's, we're going to dive into our Montana State Minute, presented by JV Restaurant Supply here in just a minute. But I want to bring in our producer, Andrew Houghton, here at ESPN Radio, just for uh, something else before we get into this talk about um, the, domin- the current domination by the Bobcats over the Grizzlies in track and field. But in the sports center there, Andrew, Kyle Owens already has a new home. He finds himself uh, in the Big West now. You see Riverside. He's from L.A. Uh, I mean, seems seems pretty obvious. Seems like a good fit. I, I was uh, I was sort of surprised how quickly it turned around. But Kyle Owens out at Montana and uh, finds a new home at UC Riverside. Well, it's not really surprising that he found a, a team and a coach who believe that uh, last year Kyle Owens is more representative of who Kyle Owens really is than for sure. this year Kyle Owens because you really had the tale of two seasons there for him. I mean, this was a guy who looked like at one point he was going to be the guy carrying Montana basketball forward, and he had potential to be one of the stars of the Big Sky Conference carrying the conference forward I mean, after his was, sophomore year. He was the team MVP his he sophomore year. He led them year. in scoring. Yep. I don't. I don't really. I don't think we'll ever even know the why of why he went from the team MVP and the leader in scoring to playing a little bit less than twelve minutes a game. I don't know if we'll ever know the why. But uh, I mean, Kyle Owens' career has been up and down certainly already uh, in his career. He played early, played as a true freshman, but you're going to get a lot of opportunities when you're a six foot eight guy who can right. You can shoot it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. run on. The, you can guard on the perimeter. You can guard on the post. I mean. Some, some interesting opportunities. So, I mean, I've always liked Kyle Owens. We didn't talk to him hardly at all this last year because he was sort of a non-contributor. But I always liked him when he was on this show as a freshman and a sophomore. And uh, looks and sounds so much like Ludacris. And that was always his nickname amongst the uh, the most knowledgeable of Grizz fans. I always thought that was a good uh, correlation, good doppelganger. That's funny. Of course, Ludacris is like, what, 5'7"? So. Uh, yeah, right. Not, he, Kyle Owens is a full foot taller than Ludacris for sure. The other one that might be of interest to... Uh, University of Montana basketball followers, Nassim Gaskin, a guy out of Bishop O'Dowd High School, which 
is the also the alma mater of Grizz associate head coach Chris Cobb. They've recruited that league of high schools there in the Bay Area pretty heavily over the last several years, both because of Travis DeCure's connections from his time at Cal, and that's also how he met Chris Cobb because Cobb was in that same similar sort of circle uh, play that Oakland AAU team that's been very, very good over the years, and and Cobb has really recruited down there a lot. Well, Gaskin went, he was in the mix at Montana, but then ended up going to Utah to play for Larry Kristoviak. Falls out of favor in Utah, transfers to Missoula, sits out a year, was supposed to be a huge contributor for the Grizz basketball team two years ago. Then he got in some trouble with the law. He has since been exonerated of that. That's something that hasn't been reported on the Missoula media nearly enough. Uh, but after having felony assault charges, uh, he was he was able to to uh, clear his name. He ended up at San Francisco City College, which is a JC there uh, in the Bay Area, and he just committed to Cal State Bakersfield uh, earlier uh, this week as well. So uh, Nassim Gaskin finds a home. You have to wonder what I mean. What the Grizz? Where would the Grizz be right now if they would have had him? Because I know internally the coaches they really thought he was going to be a dude, if not the dude. Uh, for the Grizz basketball. So Nassim Gaskin, he lands at Cal State uh, Bakersfield. All right, let's talk some uh Grizz track. It's the Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. Events season, graduation parties, weddings, it's coming up. J&V Restaurant Supply can keep your restaurant stocked full, but also if you have an event coming up, they're also a great place to shop for all of the exterior things you're going to need. You can visit jvrestaurant.com or visit their three locations in uh, Montana, Billings, Bozeman, and Great Falls. J&V Restaurant Supply, proud presenter of the Montana State Minute. We talk about the Brawl of the Wild series here a lot, but we also talk about it mostly through the lens of the revenue sports. We, we're always analyzing the trends of winning and losing between the Cats and the Grizz in football. Right now, the Grizz on a one-game winning streak that snapped a four-game uh, losing streak to Montana State. In women's basketball, the Lady Grizz snapped uh, a long streak of losing to the Lady Bobcats, and uh, they got they won the most recent um, Cat Grizz affair. And the men's basketball team also bounced back from their first loss in almost eight years, or I guess their second loss in eight years, to Montana State. So the Grizz actually have control of the three most prominent and uh, visible sports uh, in D1 athletics in Montana. But in a variety of the other sports, Montana State is dominating by a wide margin. There's a, several sports where you can't compare. Obviously, skiing, both Alpine and Nordic, Montana State has it. Montana has women's softball and women's soccer. Montana State does not. Those are all basically Title IX extensions. Montana State has done an incredible job rebuilding its volleyball program. They were the absolute bottom of the barrel when I was working at the Bozeman Chronicle, and now Daniel Jones has got that very competitive uh, middle to upper third of the league the last couple of years, and, and they've definitely been a, a contender in the big sky. Grizz volleyball continues to struggle. But perhaps where the gap is the widest is in track and field. And, and you could sort of see this coming for a variety of different reasons. Missoula is a great runner's town, but Bozeman is, is the best runner's town in the state of Montana. So much of that comes from the Bozeman Track and Field Association, the Bozeman Track Club, the fact that they had a, a man who was basically an institution in Bozeman, in Dale Kennedy, who was uh, part of the, the track program for most of my lifetime until he retired just a couple years ago. They've also gotten some significant facilities upgrades for both their indoor and outdoor track. They have that fancy Mondo track on their indoor track. That's a million-plus dollars that came from some big-time donors. And I also think that Montana State's track has really taken off because of the leadership of Lyle Weiss, who's the track and field uh, director as well as the head cross-country coach, and also because of the sort of symmetry between track and field and the type of mindset it takes and the sort of the type of the, 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 the type of intellectual that gravitates towards excelling in track and field is also a lot of times the type of student and the type of learner that gravitates towards STEM majors, that gravitates towards engineering. So many of like the, the distance kids at Montana State are engineering majors. And so they're able to then fortify their roster by recruiting kids based on academic prowess as well as athletic prowess. Very few track athletes are going to be full-ride. Actually, almost no track athletes in Montana are going to be full-ride kids coming out of high school. 
they can earn their way up to becoming full scholarship athletes by the time they're their juniors and seniors, but there's just not enough scholarships. So a lot of times these scholarships are then fortified by athletics. That's all to say then that the gap has continued to widen because Montana, they do not have an indoor facility. Montana State has the premier indoor facility in the conference. Montana seems to have continued to regress in their investment in track and field, whereas Montana State has continued to progress in their investment in track and field. Montana, while Lyle Weiss is the director, he also coaches the distance guys. Similar scenario at Montana, but it seems like Clint May has a higher priority on the distances than he does on the rest of the program. And that's all to say that the gap is just very, very wide at this exact moment. And uh, even Montana State has been ahead of Montana in track for quite some time, but even the things that Montana used to have advantages in, particularly the coaching and and, uh, cultivation of multi-athletes, particularly in women's uh, multi-athletes, the the heptathlon and the pentathlon, I mean, from Lindsey Hall to Erica McLeod, those are two of the greatest in Big Sky Conference history. No coincidence that they were recruited by and coached by Brian Schwain, one of the great decathletes in the history of the Big Sky Conference, who, by the way, went to Montana State once upon a time. But it just seems like the the track and field margin is as wide as it is in any of the sports when you're talking about this rivalry. This last weekend in the Cat Grizz duel, the Bobcat women's team beat the Grizz women's team by 60 points. That's that's a huge margin in track and field. And that's the fourth straight rivalry series victory for the MSU women. The MSU men won their eighth straight head-to-head over Montana, 87, or excuse me, 88 to 67. And uh, I think there's a lot to this because it's not just the the on-the-track domination, but there's also a lot more entry points for in-state kids to maybe be involved in track, and Montana State is getting so many of them right now, and Montana's not getting hardly any of them. Brooke Stainer from Sentinel committing to Montana, maybe that can help turn the tide a little bit because she is a premier athlete for sure. She's a Pac-12, Power 5 level, but we'll see. But, I mean, Andrew, what do you think of this premise? Because I do think that sort of the gap in track and field, it, it sort of displays... Uh, a, a different sort of investment. I just wonder what this is because we know the arms race is real in football. We know that there's such an established and entrenched tradition in terms of basketball. What do you think of just the the thing, the, the way that the, the exterior non-revenue sports sort of says about this rivalry, but also just the way that Montana State is dominant in track right now compared to the Grizz? Well, I think it's a good point about the the level of investment there with the indoor track that Montana State has put in. And that's something that that builds off of the success of the rest of the athletic department because that's a lot of the times where the money comes from is from the revenue sports. And then you you put that into track or the donations come because people are, are liking what they're seeing with the rest of the sports. Track is such a difficult one for me to uh, analyze because I think that track track and field can just switch so quickly because it is so based on who's peaking at the right time for sure who gets hurt i you you can bring in as much talent as you want but for sure. you have to uh manage it and sort sort of like you said in a way that i think a lot of like engineering people get when it comes to solving problems sure. and, and writing stuff down making planning, a plan yeah planning yeah. executing plans for sure that's that's right and so um you know i think it's I think Montana State certainly has more talent. I also think it's tough to uh, judge off a midseason duel, right? Like we, we sure. should revisit this co- this conversation well, after the championships. Well, well, but here's the thing, though: is that, well, first of all, no one in the Big Sky Conference is chasing conference championships because the conference champion in the Big Sky is Northern right. Arizona. But Montana State is making a concerted effort to battle with Weber State and Southern Utah and. Um, you know, some of the uh, Sacramento State, especially on the women's side, there's no realm. There is a certain realm of possibilities in which Montana State makes a true run at second and, and is even in the mix for the majority of the outdoor meet against Northern Arizona until, you know, the distances go. Whereas Montana will never be on the scoreboard, period. So you just wonder, like, why is there such a huge gap? It, 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 I guess the the aura and the feeling I get out of the programs is that Montana's not putting much effort into this, whereas Montana State is. The other thing that's worth mentioning, though, too, is that so much of it's going to have to do with the programs in-state and also even in-city. Bozeman High, for so long, because of having such a giant enrollment but also having such phenomenal track culture, 
has produced D1 athlete after D1 athlete. The fact that Montana State got a guy like Duncan Hamilton, who could have gone anywhere in the Western United States to stay home, that, that's a product of circumstance, but also a great job recruiting. The fact that Lucy Corbett comes from Bozeman, the All-American high jumper, one of the best high jumpers in the United States. She's, she went to high school in Bozeman, getting her to stay home is big time. Missoula has had some phenomenal track athletes the last several years. But Craig Mettler down there at Sentinel, he's been sending his most prominent girls to the Power Five. I mean, Ashley McElmurray is at Nebraska. Lauren Hagan is at Washington. Audrey McElmurray is down there at Sac State. So uh, a lot of times the Missoulians are leaving Missoula too. So maybe Brooke Stainer could be something that sort of starts to uh, help them turn or, I guess, stem the gap, as it were. Well, and recruiting in track is also so interesting because uh, a lot of the time you're not selling what you're selling for like a football or a basketball recruit. I mean, you you don't have to sell playing time. You don't have to sell your spot on the roster. A lot of times what you're selling is we can help you get better. We can help you reach your goals. A lot of times that's what these, these really top-notch athletes who have huge goals coming out of high school, that's what they want to hear. And it becomes a lot easier to sell that when you do have the success that Montana State has been having right now. That's for sure. A uh, text in from a, a loyal listener, who uh, our good buddy Steve, who also was a track athlete once upon a time himself there at Montana State. And uh, he points out one of the fundamental differences is the uh, just change in recruiting style and the ge- geographic areas that they're recruiting from. I think that's a really good point. Montana State has put a high priority on winning the in-state recruiting battle and then has also recruited a ton of kids from the Midwest rather than trying to go West Coast. I think that's an easier way to get it. Like Drake Schneider, the phenomenal hurdler, he comes from uh, Minnesota, and they they have several really good athletes from that neck of the woods. You can also sort of see their prestige as a track program as well. I mean, Noah Smith, who was a senior uh, a couple years ago, uh, maybe last year, he was what amounts to being a five-star recruit coming out of high school. I mean, the kid was high-jumping 6'11 when he was a senior in high school. He went to the Olympic trials before he even got to Montana State. That's a huge recruit to be able to get if you're the Bobcats. Macy White, who's a sophomore sprinter there at MSU. I mean, she was a multiple-time state champion in the 100 and 200 meters in Georgia. So you're not talking about winning the 100 meters in Iowa. You're talking Georgia, some of the fastest sprinting times in the country. So They've expanded their recruiting profile for sure, and uh, I don't know. I just I think it's interesting. I think I think it's an interesting conversation to to want to hash out. But I, I do think the other thing is that since the retirement of Dale Kennedy and some of the other really really veteran members of his staff, like Mike Kerrigan, the legendary throws coach, Tom Idle, the legendary multis coach, uh, seems like the program has become a little bit more holistic as well. And I think that the I guess what I'm saying is that I like covering track and field so much because. Some of our great athletes from Montana and that are in the in-state schools right now are the track athletes when you compare them to the national level. I mean, Lucy Corbett quite literally had the second-best high jump mark of the indoor season in the nation. I mean, she has been to the Olympic trials already, so I think it's fun to cover. And you also see, like the Bobcat men, they've been flirting in that top 40 getting votes in the top 25. So uh, it's, it's fun to cover that. But I also think it's so interesting that there is this gap. So maybe... Once Clint May gets things rolling here in Montana, we'll see. Could they close the gap? I just think it's something the Grizzlies should put a little higher priority on because I think you have so many more entry points for in-state kids. I think it's such a good way to promote in-state athletics in Montana because you can have a, a roster with a lot of kids that come from the Treasure State. And so it, it, we'll, we'll see. But right now, Lyle Weiss, his staff, doing a really good job at Montana State. And part of that is indicative of that domination uh, in the Kakaris duel this last weekend. That's our Montana State Minute presented by J&V Restaurant Supply. We're up against it, so we got to get out. We'll have a little history lesson, learn some more about the men that are coming to Western Montana today. We'll learn about the Iceman, George Gervin, one of the great scorers in the history of the ABA and the NBA for the San Antonio Spurs. Keep it right here, 102.9 ESPN Missoula. SportsBet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for SportsBet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. This is is Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. First of all, I hadn't thought of Paul Wall in any capacity uh, in quite some time. So thanks to him for making, when you type in the song Ice Man, I was just looking for any song called Ice Man. That's the first one that comes up. And this song is just classic and hilarious all the way around. It's Duana's Now ESPN Radio as well as SWX Montana Television. Let's learn about the Ice Man. For those that haven't heard, April 29th, Gray Wolf Peak Casino up there on Evero Hill. A meet and greet with NBA legends of the 1970s and early 1980s, including artist Gilmore. We gave you a little lesson on artist Gilmore, one of the great centers in the history of the ABA and one of the great big men of his generation, perhaps the most underrated professional center in pro basketball history, as well as Calvin Murphy, who was a star in both college and the pros. Otis Birdsong, a guy I need to do a little bit more research on. Michael Ray Richardson, who was famously the number four overall pick out of the University of Montana in 1978 after playing for Judd Heathcote and uh, then infamously uh, had a hard time in the in the uh, the NBA uh, a lot of because of his de- a lot of his demons stemming from drug use. And then the guy we're going to learn about today, George Gervin, the Iceman. If you know, you know. If you don't, you're about to find out. George Gervin, unquestionably, one of the great scorers of the basketball in the history of the sport, period. He played 14 years for the San Antonio Spurs. He was a 12-time All-Star. He played, much like Artis Gilmore, he played part of his career in the ABA, uh, a formative part of his career, and then uh, the second part of his career in the NBA. Part of that then impacts your legacy for sure because the merger wasn't until 1976. And so Artis Gilmore, he played a lot of his prime years in the ABA. Dr. J, Julius Irving, also played some of his prime years in the ABA. But George Gervin was a guy that was good in the ABA and unbelievable in the NBA. He was first-team All-NBA in 1978, 1979, 1980, 1981, and 1982. That's after being second-team All-ABA, All-ABA, excuse me, in 75 and 76, and then second-team All-NBA in 77 and 83. So, Five years in a row, first-team All-NBA. He also was a four-time scoring champ. He still holds the NBA record for points in a single quarter with 33. He's the fifth-leading playoff scorer of all time in 59 playoff games. He averaged 27.5 points per game. His three-year peak, 30 points per game, five rebounds, shooting 54% and 85% from the free-throw line. He averaged 25 points per game for his career, shooting 50%, including 84% from the free throw line. That's that's insane. That's crazy. He and the scoring titles are just pile them up. Um, so the Iceman, George Gervin, certainly one of the great scorers of all time, certainly one of the most unorthodox and most unique players in NBA history. And uh, of all the guys I named that are going up to Grey Wolf Peak Casino, man, I cannot wait to see... The Iceman. How cool is that? We'll have more on that event and more history lessons about these guys. But I just want to reemphasize. I mean, I'm, I'm getting these stats out of the book of basketball, the phenomenal book by Bill Simmons. And I mean, to put this in perspective, he only ranked the top 93 players in basketball history in this book. George Gervin's number 34. George Gervin is as highly ranked of a player in this book as anybody that didn't win a championship. Most of the guys that are ahead of him... Either play in the finals or play in the championship. And uh, 
unbelievable the career that George Gervin had. So I just want people to realize like how crazy it is that there's these Hall of Fame guys from the ABA NBA era coming here. Uh, the people that know definitely know. The people that don't, that's why I'm teaching you because I, this is a big deal. This is really, really cool. So we'll have more on this and we'll have more discussion about these guys throughout the month of April. But uh, there's your history lesson for the day. And it's paired with a dozen wings from the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill. Each and every Wednesday, we give you an opportunity to win a dozen wings from the Despo, the best wings in the city of Missoula, as voted on by you, the Missoula public. Text us right now. We'll go texter number 4-406-888-1029. That's 888-1029, texter number 4. We got a basket of wings to the Desperado Sports Tavern and Grill for you. So text us right now, 406-888-1029. Hour one of the books, hour two coming at you. ESPN Roundtable featuring Grizz Lacrosse coach Tucker Sargent. We'll also give you an update on Grizz softball, plus both Grizz and Bobcat men's tennis. Going all the way around the world of sports here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here at ESPN Radio. The advocates can help you if you've been injured in an automobile, motorcycle, pedestrian, or even a dog bite accident. For additional information on other types of cases that the advocates handle, you can always visit MontanaAdvocates.com. You can chat with an experienced attorney with no upfront out-of-pocket expense. Visit online or call 406-640-4444 today, or you can visit MontanaAdvocates.com. And remember, you deserve an advocate. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 